Billy Bob? You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag-nabbit thing called? It's Joe. o'clock. Yay! It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm back in San Francisco where <laughs> Yay! Portland is amazing. Uh, Portland is the promised land of everything. Comedy, weed. They have $52, get ready for it, ounces. $52 ounces of weed. No one else is flabbergasted by this number, this real number. $52 ounces ounces of weed. That's what's happening in Oregon. I'll keep saying it. It's at the 52, it's at the dispensary on 52nd Street. $52 ounces of weed in Oregon. I paid $60 an eighth the other day for weed here in San Francisco. I haven't paid that much since 1996 when I was in college. <laughs> like, and it's, it's $60 an eighth again. It's the packaging. Who knew that cardboard boxes cost so much money? It's really... All the packaging. In Oregon, when you buy weed, they take the old thing that you bought and then they put it on a scale and they press a button called tear. And then that goes away. And then they fill it with weed and they measure an ounce. And then they charge you $52. And there's no sales tax in Oregon. So it's actually $52. Nobody else likes weed as much as I do. Okay, I get it. That's fine. You guys aren't like, you were, I was like crying. They have like dollar joints that have a gram in them a piece. That's a dollar a gram. <laughs> no, I love weed. I love weed. Sorry, I've got a little too hyped up telling you how much I love weed. Usually I smoke weed to calm me down. <laughs> Chill out, Pam. Has anyone ever smoked so much weed that they forget how their own shower works? <laughs> Just me. Cool, yeah. It's like, hot, cold, what happened? Ah! It's like airbnb in your own home. Yes. <laughs> Why is there cat litter on the floor? This is so gross. Who would do this? 
pink mold. What is that mold that's trying to be cute? I don't know. Why is it there? I do smoke so much weed. I think about weird, weird shit, right? When I'm super high. Like how if I, I, I never, I was never a winner, you guys. I never won the, the motherfucking science fair. Did anyone win the science fair? Did any of you? Jonathan, of course. Jonathan won the science fair. It was, it was amazing, right? Like everyone's like, wow, you had a really good idea. You're super smart. Yeah. Physics, properties of physics, yes. I want to win the science fair. I don't have any children. I'm going to need to abduct a fifth grader for like three weeks. Like fifth grader. No one wants to hang out with a fifth grader. Just give it to me for three weeks so I can, you know, have some accomplishment. Here are some of my ideas. Uh, the first one, anybody ride Muni? This is a Muni, yeah, Muni crowd. Yeah, my three-fold cardboard cutout stand is going to say, which bus is the most disgusting? <laughs> is that urine on the 22? Can I get chlamydia from the nine? I don't know, I need a child, I need litmus paper, swabs, alcohol things, plastic bags, I don't know. We're gonna figure it out when we get there. It's gonna be great, yeah? Black lights? Yeah! Hell yeah, at night, I'm taking a child, one in the morning, we're going on the 14, we're gonna be like, we're going on a field trip, one in the morning, woo! It runs all night. The 90 owl, like, is, what's in that bottle? <laughs> like, depends how big it is. You hit, okay, yeah. I tried to vomit into a bottle once, that didn't work, and it went, it's like, it's like a, your hand on a hose, it didn't go in, it went all over the whole back of the car, that was not a great moment. My second science fair idea actually involves me being an alcoholic. I, I do vomit a lot in the morning. So what I'm thinking of doing is uh, I usually get a nice cold cup of water, like let's say eight ounces, and it's say 36 degrees, and I get it out of the refrigerator. And I pour it into a cup and then I drink it. And then we count the time before I vomit it back into a cup to take its temperature to see how many calories I burned being an alcoholic. Yay! How many calories is your body warming up? Did anybody take chemistry? If you raise one ounce of, okay, don't have to, it's not a TED talk. You can look it up later. You can look it up later. It's basic chemistry, but it's cool. It's good. We're gonna win the science fair. It's gonna be a fifth grader. They're gonna be like, she's an alcoholic, but she's cool, man. I won the science fair. My uh, third idea actually involves both weed and alcohol. I w I've always wanted to use my body in the way God intended, uh, not to have babies, but to like uh, breast, make breast milk. Have you ever wanted to make breast milk? Right, yeah, you can pump and pump and pump. You can force yourself to lactate. I'm completely into this because I could make like, you know, instead of pump and dump, I could just make Guinness flavored cheese. It's like a special <laughs> IPA flavored. But the thing is that I drink so much IPA and then also I imbibe so many edibles and so much weed. Am I going to be making TH cheese? <laughs> right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pump that milk. I'm going to make some TH cheese. We're going to win the motherfucking science fair. And we're going to save the vegans. We're going to save the vegans. Yeah. Because it's all consent-based milk. Consent-based milk. I asked a vegan last night, I actually asked him, I said, okay, I have an idea. If I made cheese out of my breast milk, would you as a, as a vegan eat it? And he said, yes, and I think a lot of other people would too. But he's, he said, yes, consent-based milk. But he also said that he doesn't, he eats honey because he's like, I don't care about fucking bees. And I was like, oh, that's where I draw the line. I was like, bees, bees are keeping everything alive. You call yourself a vegan? We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a fight. 
Uh, my last uh, science fair idea is more like a paleontology kind of thing. I think that I think that everything we know is a lie, and I feel like it's good to teach children that. And I can prove it because the T-Rex bones were put together wrong. Now. Follow me here. The T-Rex lived on the 33rd parallel, right? So when it fell apart, it wasn't like frozen like a mammoth. It wasn't like, here's what it is. It like its bones could have scattered and moved and changed. But what it was, was the hubris of man to take the biggest, coolest dinosaur and make him walk on two legs, right? Little arms, big beefy legs. But if you look at the bones, he doesn't have a breastbone, but he has this weird hip cap that forces him over. So he's like, I can't grab anything. If you flip that breastbone around and you flip the hip cap and make it a breastbone, those big beefy legs become big beefy wings. Ah! Dragons. Why do we have so much dragon mythology but there's no fucking dragons because the T-Rex was a dragon? You take that weird hip cap, flip it around, take those little bitty legs, move them, have you ever seen a bird with big legs? No, you see a giant seagull on little spindly legs walking around, blah, blah. Does it not seem so obvious to us now? Dragons were real. It's not just Game of Thrones, baby. Who was disappointed on Sunday? <laughs> Who guessed the plot before it happened? Oh, yeah, I did some mushrooms on, two, on Friday night around a campfire with my buddy in fucking Oregon, and I told her exactly what the episode was, and I was almost 100% right. I was like 89% right. I knew Sansa would be queen. I just didn't even know of where. Oh, la, 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 it's been a week. If you haven't watched it, fuck off. You aren't a real fan. It's been a week. Oh, it's a spoiler. It, it's on the internet. <laughs> like, okay, that was fun set. Uh, yay, you're all here, clap for me, yay! Oof. I worked hard for you guys, I'm sweating. Whoa! All right, I, I don't know who's going up first. The first thing we do is sing a song, and it's really funny, if you know how it goes, sing along, and if you don't, you'll figure it out. Oh, thanks, honey. M-U-T-I-N-Y, oh, you turned out the wrong one. That's the, uh, keep the outdoor one off, and the, yeah! Ooh, ooh! <gasps> now it feels like a show. <laughs> M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Clubhouse. Comedy Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high High, high, high Does anyone have trouble with us smoking pot inside? If you do, you can say and we won't Is everyone giving consent for us to be able to smoke pot inside? Yes? Yeah. You can say no It's We'll share, yeah, we'll share We got all kinds of pipes We got a bong over there We've got a bong over there on the fucking We can clean it and put fresh I told you I'm a pothead Like as long as we have consent, I'm like, hell yeah. Open up this door and shit, too. We'll smoke it. Okay. Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! Oh, okay, let's see who's first. I didn't really do, like, I just said people that were here. I didn't, like, do a list. And there was supposed to be this theme of, like, tall people. But then all these tall people were like, I can't make it. And I was like, okay, well, then I'm going to have, like, short people. And then they're like, so now we just have people. Like, we don't even have to call them anything or put them into boxes or, like, we could just say they're everyone. They're all, you know what they are? They're all very funny comedians. Yay! Uh, I don't know. You guys want to, do you want to, like, Rosham or, like, look each other in the eyes and, like, face each other down like UFC fighters? No. <laughs> you spoke first. That means you're going first. Ah, you didn't. Yeah. 
Hey, everybody. I love this guy. He's really funny. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Give it up for Pam. Yeah. Ah, How is everybody on Friday night, huh? All right. Are you as high as I am? You should be because it's great. I have no idea what I'm going to say. So uh, is this being recorded? Because that could be a problem for my job. Anyway. Whatever. Uh, Let's see. Let's talk a little bit about me. When I was 13, I formed a coven of warlocks. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. But it was annoying because uh, when you're in a coven of 13-year-old boys, your parents always ask the same question. You probably know what it is, right? Hey, Kelly, uh, which one of you is secretly gay? (laughs) Why does that matter? Why does it matter? It turns out it was Avery. It was Avery. But I always kind of knew it was Avery. Like, the signs were there. He was just so enthusiastic whenever we were making out, you know? Like, <laughs> All right, cool. Off to a good start. Yeah. That is a true story. Although, uh, I'm not gay. You know, it's important. It's not important. I mean, it's fine. I'm just not attracted to men. However, I am very bad at peer pressure, <laughs> you know? You know what I'm talking about. You're We've all been there. You're in a bar. Somebody walks up. They're like, hey, uh, you want a blowjob? No, no, I'm good. I mean, thank you. That's very flattering. Uh, But I'm not gay, but I appreciate it. Uh, Are you sure? All right, fuck it. Yeah, why not? You know, turns out I am easy to convince. So that's just takes a good argument. So that was a good one. I can't argue against that. Uh, I just turned 36. No, that's the wrong, no. It's horrible. Honestly, I felt like by 36, I would be absolutely sure when I was done peeing. But nope, that's not the case because I just went to the bathroom and I zipped up and was like, oh, no, oh, we're still going. Okay, uh, well, these pants are done for the day. They are. So, um, yeah, you know, I just, like how much is uh, the amount of pee that you've officially peed your pants? Is it an ounce? Is it metric? I don't know. You know, like... I just thought by 36, I would be married, have kids, you know, be shopping for diapers, not single and depressed and shopping for diapers, you know, like life's just not going the way that I thought it would. Like I can't eat things that I want to anymore. You know, it's like you ever like feel the food that you just ate is like slowly killing you, you know, like I don't know what radiation poisoning feels like, but I think this might be it, you know? Hey, uh, sir, tell me, if you bleed out of your butt, is that a bad sign? Is that, no? All right, well. I felt like you might know for some reason. Not to call you out. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. I'm from Texas. Yeah, it is a place. We're very proud of it. Uh, just ask any Texan. Um, but... The thing about Texas is it's also a weird place to grow up. Like, it's very religious. I grew up in a very religious background. Anybody else? Anybody else from a religious background? Thank you very have a few scarred people here. Um, and there's some things that I just don't understand. Like, you're telling me that I can't have sex before marriage and I can't have sex outside of marriage. Like, really? That seems unfair. It has to be both. Can it be one or the other? I don't, like... So all you can have is married sex? That seems, that's like the worst sex. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure you're fine. Uh, must be great. Uh, the other thing I never really got is the Ten Commandments. Like the listing doesn't really make sense to me. Like uh, coveting your neighbor's ox is equal to murder, evidently. So that's really, feels like uh, those things aren't quite the same. It's like putting Michael Jackson and Prince on the same list, right? Of molesters. Um, 
One is clearly the king. <laughs> a pop. Come on, people. Jesus. Pop culture. Ah, this is a hard crowd. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just got back. I actually went to Texas. Uh, unfortunately, my grandfather is sick. <clears throat> but he's doing better. He's recovering. Uh, the, but the thing, like, being in Texas just reminds me of why I left. Like, have you ever lived in a place where you feel the weather is actively hating you like it's an emotional like there's an investment there you know like I just it's so hot there it's unreal like I have to wear sunscreen and now that evidently causes cancer but yeah I just heard this I read that sunscreen causes cancer evidently big sunscreen is you know lobbying the government there it's a propaganda it's everywhere don't trust that baby on the cover of the yeah, yeah that baby she's in on it that bitch is in on it anyway but you can't not wear sunscreen because that causes cancer too. And I can't stay inside too often because I, did, I don't get my vitamin D. And then also cancer causes cancer. And I'm just very upset about the fact that everything causes cancer right now. It's just like, I feel like this is why we don't like doctors because they never have good news, you know? They never have good news. Doctors were a hell of a lot cooler in the 60s when they said cigarettes were cool, you know? Like, right? It made a lot more sense. Guy's wearing a white coat. Seems legitimate, right? Fuck yeah, Paul Malls. Let's do this. I'm down. Give me the hundreds. I like an extra long smoke. You know what I mean? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, I grew up in a weird household. Uh, my mom was always full of advice I never wanted. Sex talk, you can imagine. Very creative. Yeah. It started out all right. It did. She started out by telling me that I should wait until I find somebody that I love. Because if I did, it means so much more and have value. But also the most important part, doggy style offers the best penetration. Really? Oh. Didn't it need the eye contact when you said it, though? That was very intense. Like, into my soul intense. Anyway, don't do it. Won't do doggy style. Missionary all the way. It's good enough. It's good enough. Just ask anybody. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, God, what else was I going to talk about? Uh, anyway. Uh, I used to eat a lot of Vicodin in college. I mean, not like a... Not like a diet. I mean, it's just, I took a lot of Vicodin in college. That's, it's a horribly addictive drug uh, because it's amazing. You feel better. You love yourself finally. I mean, there's a lot of benefits. But that's what they consider off-label use. Do you know what this off-label use means? It means that the drug isn't being used as prescribed because every drug has a specific use. You know, uh, they give Xanax for anxiety. Vicodin is actually supposed to be used for pain. Uh, Adderall because your parents don't want to talk to you. They're like, just please sit down and watch TV for the love of God. So every drug has a use and every drug has an off-label use, uh, except for roofies. I don't even think they have a label. I'm pretty sure they just come in a cellophane from a pack of cigarettes from a guy named Chaz in a dirty bathroom in a frat house. I'm pretty sure because I got some. I did. I bought some. I'm not proud of it. I know. I, uh, I took two of them. I put them in a drink. Uh, and then I drank it. I drank that drink, you know, because it's Friday night. Let's see what happens. Evidently, what happens is an adventure. If by adventure you mean not being allowed to go back to Christmas ever again. So don't walk in front of a brick wall in front of your grandma. It tends to alienate her, you know, so not a good sign. Am I still going? I thought, okay, well, cool. That's uh, not all the jokes I had. As you might have guessed, I've been to a therapist. <laughs> I went to a therapist in college, actually. Uh, but the thing about college therapists is uh, they're PhD students, which is fine. I mean, they're full of hope, ambition. They want to save some people, right? Uh, well, cool. So I'm open-minded. I go in. I meet Susan. 
And in the hour that I have, I tell her everything I can about myself and my problems. And I come back the next day and Susan quit. <laughs> she gave up on life. Uh, she ended up taking the business program. So, well, <laughs> felt good to be validated about my problems though, you know? <clears throat> Excuse me. I ate some popcorn. It's a healthy treat. Uh, and my dinner for tonight. So if any of you have a sandwich, I'll be taking that right now. No? Donors? Okay, cool. That's fine. Fair enough. Nobody brings sandwiches to Mutiny Radio, evidently. But if you're lucky enough, they do bring paper towels. Because we got some in the bathroom, folks. You came on the right week. Pam is hitting a high note right now. We got paper towels and goat's milk soap. I don't even know what that is. Evidently, you can't drink it, though. I found that out. So I like goat's milk. What can I say? It's creamy. It's better for you, especially if you're from the Mediterranean. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. <laughs> uh, I'll finish off by saying this. Um, you ever have like someone in your life that's just kind of naive about things, right? My roommate's a little bit like this. The other night, we're in the kitchen. She's eating dessert, and she leans over to me, and she says, <sighs> Kelly, cheesecake is my cocaine. Is it? Courtney? Okay. Uh, well, tell me this. Have you ever called three different people eight times in a row at midnight for some cheesecake? Have you? Because <laughs> I just did. Uh, you ever let your gay roommate give you a hand job? Because he's got some cheesecake and, well, you know, you heard my earlier bits. I'm open. Um, have you ever made best friends with three people you just met? Like, best of friends. You're talking about each other's life. You're kind of listening, just waiting for your turn to talk. But, you know... You love each other. Uh, but then three hours later, start looking at those people pretty fucking suspiciously, because guess what? Cheesecake's almost out. And Dan, you've had your share. Put the bag down, Dan. Dan, put the bag down. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, you've been lovely people. You have. And uh, thank you very much. That is my time. I'm Kelly Evans. Yeah. yeah. Kelly Evans, yay. Oh, that was nice. Uh, I, I, learned, um, I learned something about cocaine. I learned it from a 15-year-old, uh, which is if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. <laughs> you put them on a bowl of weed and you smoke those boogers! <laughs> I don't do cocaine anymore. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm too old. I'm too old. No, this is how I know I'm a real adult. I live on Geary Street, and the other day at Geary and Leavenworth, I walked by a small baggie filled with white powder. I just walked right by. I didn't even look down, I didn't glance back, I didn't pick it up, I didn't taste it, I didn't put it on my gums, I didn't smell it to see what was it like? Was it color? Nope, just walked on by. I am an adult. Your next comedian's an adult. He has like a real job and saves people's lives. Like seriously, he really does. If you guys are worried about the prison industrial complex, this is the superhero that's changing it all because he is a public defender and he's an amazing human being. Put your hands together, everyone, for Velasco Win. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. I, I, I am a public defender here in San Francisco. It always trips me out because people ask or they think that being a stand-up comedian is a natural extension of being a public defender, and I, I wish it was. I mean, here, here's the thing. Um, when you're doing stand-up, there's no deliberation. Uh, people will just 
yell out their verdict like fuck you you suck get off the stage i mean i actually wish trial and like a closing argument was more like stand-up comedy you know like a like a two drink minimum (laughs) i think that would really loosen people up like bottomless mimosas you know you know people are allowed to heckle and engage I mean, if, when, I'm, when I'm in trial, and I've been doing this for 15 years, I handle really serious cases like murders, attempted murders, and it's such a great escape from my kids. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I save people lives, and I get a great excuse being away from my family. Uh, but this, this is the only time when I feel like I'm, I'm really killing it like if this is a jury right here like 12 people who I'm presenting an argument to I will know I'm killing it if someone is looking at me and they go like this (laughs) and on the flip side I feel that I may be losing when I'm staring at a juror and they look back at me and they do this You don't know, but I know for a, without a doubt, I know without a doubt that I have the jurors. I know I'm winning someone over. If I'm giving a closing argument and they're sitting here and we make a connection and they go like this. Because I know when that person wakes up, they're gonna be like, I haven't heard enough evidence to convict the accused, okay? (laughs) Deadlock, undecided. Yeah, so I'm a public defender, uh, which is great. Um, I I also do this. Uh, this feels like home room, right? I mean, I I've been really um, preoccupied with this thought of death lately, and I just have like this vision of like seeing myself like dead, you know, wearing a hard rock T-shirt and like tidy whities and then looking down at myself in the afterlife and wearing tidy whities and a hard rock t-shirt, I'm like, damn it, I ran out of boxer briefs. I mean, look, look, seriously, if we died right now, what the hell are we gonna look like if the afterlife actually existed? I mean, if we all showed up like this, I'm sure uh, whoever's in charge would be like, you guys were way overdressed for Muni Radio. way overdressed, but I'm serious. I mean, like, I'm 40, okay? And I can't play basketball, I can't do a lot of the activities I do, and I'm, I was swimming today, and it crossed my mind, man, if I fucking had a heart attack, I'm gonna show up in the afterlife wearing like these lame-ass trunks and goggles, and I'm gonna be looking around, you know, trying to crack on someone, oh, Raiders, fucking loser. I'm gonna be looking at someone with silk PJs like, yeah, nice, and like, oh, I'm, we're all definitely gonna go to hell, right? Uh, I don't know, it's just something on my mind, and thank you for listening. Uh, but I mean, like, that's a fucking real thing, right? I mean, like, we all watch Ghost. Patrick Swayze, he was forever fucking trapped in like really tailored tight black pants and that maroon long sleeve button up that was all bloused out. I mean, that really did a number on me growing up. I'm like, fuck man, I gotta make sure I coordinate my outfit when I fucking die so I don't look like that. (laughs) Jeez, or maybe I should, I don't know. 
one one thing that really gets me like if if my wife murdered me she'd probably have like a really good reason and i feel like if i was stuck in purgatory my goal would be to help her get off of the murder charge right <laughs> hear me out it would be called ghost defender <laughs> I'll be whispering to her, whispering to her at the uh, defense table saying, stop asking cross-examination questions. You're done. And then we would win. Uh, my name is Velasco Wynn. That's N-G-U-Y-E-N. Like everyone has a Vietnamese friend with the last name Smith. Look, it's a monosyllabic language. It's really easy. You know, one syllable per word, win. But I hate it when people try to correct the pronunciation of my own name. Like sometimes, sometimes people will be like, oh, I have a Vietnamese friend and she pronounces it Nugent. <laughs> like, I want to say first off, Phuong An ain't your friend, okay? <laughs> and if she was your friend, um, you know, there's, there's a couple of things that she would say to you. Uh, First off, let me just say, she is just silently nodding in agreement so that she can maximize her tip when she gets done with her nails. <laughs> She's fake. She's a fictitious character, right? No manicurist died during the construction of this joke. <laughs> but if she was your friend, this is what she would say. Vietnamese is a monosyllabic language. There is one syllable per word, like, fuck you, all right? <laughs> Like whenever I feel like the xenophobia of the world is getting me down, I like to walk into a nail salon and I just listen to all the Vietnamese ladies talking fucking shit while the white yuppies just silently nod in agreement and the world feels right. <laughs> like one thing that really bothers me are when like these white hipsters try to give me recommendations where to eat the best pho in Vietnamese food. <laughs> Yeah, you've been there. Because uh, like nine out of ten times, they are right. <laughs> and I fucking hate it. I'm like, where is it? Ellis? Uh-huh. Gary? Okay. Uh, it's, it's like worse when you meet one of these motherfuckers and they speak better Vietnamese than you. And they're like, it's pronounced Nugent. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Just tell me where I can get a sandwich. Um, they know where to go. Uh, I, I am very proud to be um, a successful Asian American model who's finally made it on a national ad campaign. <laughs> By successful, I was paid $100 to be the face of gonorrhea. <laughs> this is a fucking true story. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't mind being like the, the face of an STD. Yeah. What's that? Why only $100 in the PSA? Only in this intimate environment. No, 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 no. Okay, let me, just, let me just address something. Because only in this intimate environment we can have this conversation, which I love. Because it's great. What's your name? Samantha, all right, all right. We're getting personal. We're really, really getting engaged. This is not cutting into my time, by the way. 30, this 30 to 45 seconds is not discounted against my 10 minutes, all right? Look, you know, when you're an aspiring model and you're willing to, like, suck dick for cheesecake, you're going to do anything. 
to get on a national ad campaign. Sometimes that means waving all your rights to whatever photo that Getty and whatever company will pick up and run on any fucking ad, all right? So, so that's why I got paid $100 to have fake STD, a fake gonorrhea, okay? So uh, let's, let's get beyond that footnote, all right? Because it's a true story. Just imagine, Samantha, all right? Imagine, like, I'm walking and, like, oh, there's a giant poster. And it, <laughs> there's, three, there's three images on this poster, right? Samantha, stay with me. In this first panel, the, the image is like the stopwatch, 20 minutes. That's how long it takes to get your, your test back. In the second panel, all right, Samantha, you still with me? Thank you. In the second panel, there is a group of people seated in a semicircle coming to terms with the news. And you know what was in that third panel, Samantha? Are you ready? I'm glad you're sitting down for this, okay? <laughs> because I'm really opening up to you. This is what was on that third panel. <laughs> living with the disease. No, I'm coming to terms with the news. Are you listening to the fucking story? I made it all personal. I engaged. I used your name over and over. I set up the image. Samantha. No, 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 no. Again, I'm milking this because this doesn't count towards my time. This is great. It's like I get you know a couple more jokes, but um, that that was me. Look, I I didn't mind being the face of of gonorrhea because what better way to break that archaic male Asian stereotype, you know, being docile and asexual, than me fucking my way to a venereal disease, right? <laughs> Samantha, right? You look at this guy. He's confident. He's not gross. He's not dirty. But it did cross my mind if, like, I'm on the bus or a muni. Did anyone, did anyone, like, cover their seat and be like, gross? You know, like, that never, you know, occurred to me. Like, someone could look at me like, gonorrhea, you know? Involuntary discharge of the penis. Disgusting. But anyway, I, I didn't mind being the face of gonorrhea, but what really, really bothered me was that there was some dude named fucking Jared who went through thousands and thousands and thousands of images, landed on my face, and said, bingo, <laughs> this guy right here. It's called a stock photo. So that's why I got paid 100 bucks and I showed up on this fucking random poster. Samantha, do you think it stopped there? No. No, why not? Why didn't it stop there? Oh, sort of. You, you barely passed the quiz. You got half credit. Yeah, it's a sock photo. It's like used over and over and over again. And one day, someone gave me a pamphlet from the National Institute of Health, and it said, Stories of Depression. And in the middle of this pamphlet was this. The same look. It was the same look. It was the same. You know, Jared from fucking marketing found my face again. I was like, oh, look how sad he is. The gonorrhea really caught up to him. Oh, we should all feel so sorry. But my ultimate favorite, my favorite advertisement that happened was an internet banner that said, want to increase your penis size? <laughs> you can guess what was in the middle. But my curiosity was... Am I the before or after picture, right? Should I be offended or complimented? It doesn't fucking matter, all right? In my stock photo life, 
All right. Whenever I'm getting down about, you know, the news or the headlines or being interrupted in a non-personal, more bigger venue than this, Samantha, no offense, because I love this right here. Whenever I feel down, I just think about all the obstacles that I have overcome in my stock photo life. <laughs> overcome being diseased, sad, with maybe an average to subpar penis size. <laughs> like, I overcame. I did it. You know why? Because it's pronounced when, all right? <laughs> Victory. Victory. Oh shit, it's 13 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm stopped? Okay, just 30 seconds. So, I mean, this is the great thing too about uh, like showcases. Before you guys came in, me, Lula, and a couple of the other comics, like, oh, cool. This is like a fucking mic, open mic. Uh, no offense. And so, like, we can work on like jokes and shit um, that no one is going to laugh at. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a little insight about uh, how do you write a joke that might be really bad. I, I have two kids, an 11-year-old daughter and a seven-year-old son. And I think, I really believe in analytics because I don't want to be a dad that's like always like yelling at my kids and you know, like we're tired, I get impatient and I have such limited time with them. So I'm thinking, you know, 90% of the time it's positivity. 10%, you know, I might be stern, I might raise my voice. And for the most part, I'm good. And some days I'm perfect. So when they're going down to bed, like around 8.30 and 9, I'm like, I got 10% of shit that I can say right now. I'm like, get in fucking bed right now. Brush your teeth. Shut up. All right. See, that joke didn't work. But I'm glad that you're receptive to the process because I'm going to listen to this later and delete it. Thank you so much. Big hand to Pam. You've been great. Velasco win. For the win. Yes. I liked that. It was like I, it was like you did a little stoppage time. It's like when you watch the World Cup game and then someone like gets bit by yeah, stoppage time. They get bit by a dog or something and they stop for four minutes and you get those four minutes back at the end of your set. It's really good. You know you know what I love about World Cup? I love I love that I get to watch hot twenty six year old men actually make their goals. Like they're literally making goals. They're like it's great. It's so different than here with the 26-year-olds. Anybody on the show 26? Because that would have been a great... If I would have known that and done that like pre ahead and been like, mm, that would have been so more... You're, you're a little older than 26 probably, right? Really? Okay. Yeah. Lulu, Lulu, you're close to 26, right? Uh, 23. Oh, you're even younger. Oh, goodness. I'm excited. I'm excited about your next comedian because I... I have no idea how to pronounce his name. I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Actually, it's, it's pretty easy because it's, I, I love your last name, actually. Everybody, put your hands together for Lulu Balimba Abel Thomas. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, you brought my full name, wow, my government name, shit. <laughs> I just go by Lulu. <laughs> Let's keep it. Wow, I look, I look so huge up here. Wow. This, this is amazing. This, this is new to me. I never, I never experienced this. Well, um, let me introduce myself. Um, my name is Lulu. And no, I don't own uh, Lululemon pants. Um, 
You know, I really thought Lulu was a real like masculine name. You know, in my country, um, I know in America that you called your dogs Lulu and stuff. You know, <laughs> I didn't know how to feel about that. <laughs> like they would ask me, "Oh, what's your name?" I'd be like, "Lulu." Oh, my dog's Lulu. Um, okay, you don't have to tell me that. Um, I'm six six. You know, ex NBA player. I used to play in the NBA. I had to retire early. I put my hamstring, my knee, and um. Yeah, I just got rich, and then I was like, you know, I'll just retire. <laughs> it wasn't fun no more. That's a lie, obviously. Um, I really get offended when people come up to me and tell me you should be playing basketball. Like, no shits. I know that. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't think, you don't think I fucking tried to play? Like, I failed at it, okay? Clearly. I'm a failure. That's why I don't even, I'm not even watching the uh, NBA playoffs. Like, I'm like, nah, I'm going to stay away from that. Because it just reminds me of how much of a failure I am. You know, I'm like, damn, I could have been up there, you know, just sweating and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> just getting injured. Now I'm a professional uh, Lyft driver. I drive for Lyft and all. You know? Thank you, thank you. Uh, doing Lyft, man, I've, I've noticed that white people, y'all talk the most when doing lift like white people you 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 tell everything like you tell your bank account details your <laughs> social so security number like i've i've learned a lot about white people doing lift i'm like really samantha wow your husband is crazy <laughs> now nah, but i really hate that though just like just shut the fuck up i'm gonna pick you up Cause you don't care how my day is going. I don't care how your day is going. Don't don't ask me. Don't talk to me. I'll pick you up, take you to a destination, and we're cool. We don't have to talk. So what I like to do is I play music in the background just so you know I don't have to you know listen to them. <laughs> I remember this one time I was in Oakland. I was playing one song, LMA Tripping. You don't know that song. Don't worry. <laughs> it was a good song. Don't worry about it. It was a good song. Yes. He was loving, he was vibing, he was singing along. He was like, hey, could you pull up the volume real quick? I can't really hear. I was like, all right, cool. So now I pull up the volume. The next song comes on. Now he's hyped. Oh, shit, dog, that's my song, dog. Is it okay if I come to the front? I can't really hear in the back? I'm like, all right, cool, you know, hop, hop in, you know. He hops in, it's like a 30 minute drive. Everything's going great, everything's going good. It's like a karaoke night, we're singing along, vibing. Everything's going good. We get to the destination. As I'm putting up the car and, you know, all the bullshit, goodbye, thank you, all that nonsense. As I turn around, he kisses me and walks out the car. <laughs> First of all, I have nothing against gay people, you know, love who you love and all that good stuff, you know. But I didn't really ask for that. I was just working, you know, just a ex-NBA player, poor in the SBA, trying to make some money, you know. I, I, I didn't really ask for that. But I wasn't even mad. Because he gave me a $20 tip, and I was like, all right, for $20, you don't kiss me. Come on, like, <laughs> like, just a kiss, and I get $20? Shit. Yeah, meet me after the show. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking only cash, cash only, shit. <laughs> nah, it's, uh, did I say where I was from? Nah. See, I have an accent, as you guys can tell. Um, I'm from Gambia. Anyone know where Gambia is? Oh, you do? Oh, you're a teacher. Be quiet. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> like, I know her. She's a teacher. Now, you know, uh, I love telling people from Africa. You know, I just love the reaction I get from people when I tell them I'm from Africa. Oh, you're from Africa? Oh, my God. 
you poor thing, wow. Wow, it must have been really tough for you out there, you know, just naked, walking around, no food, and nowhere to go, really. They make it seem like I was that kid in the ad. Remember the kid in the ad with the fly and shit? A dollar a day kid, whatever it's called. Make it seem like I'm that kid and I'm all grown up. Now I'm telling you a comedy. That's messed up. I never surprised that my English is so good. Oh wow, your English is so good. Oh my God. How is this possible right now? Why do y'all talk like that, by the way? <laughs> Just a quick side note. Why do you, like who was the first person to start talking like that? And now everybody talks like that. Shit, I might as well just start talking about that so I can get a job, shit. <laughs> Are y'all hiring right now? <laughs> I need a job, shit. <laughs> I'm broke. Um, no, I love, I love America. I'm just messing around with y'all. I love, I love America. I've been trying to date lately, you know? I've been trying to um, go to Oakland. For some reason, Oakland, they don't claim me. For some reason, they don't think I'm black enough because I have an accent. You know, it's confusing. You're confused. I'm confused, too. It's like... <laughs> Like, I don't understand. So um, I've been talking to this one girl, and uh, as you can tell, I'm a broke comedian, right? I'm wearing a hoodie to a show that clearly says I'm broke, right? <laughs> she always complains to me that, you know, you never take me out to go eat anywhere nice. I'm like, you're right, you're right. All right, put on your dress, wear some nice clothes. I'm gonna take you to Chick-fil-A. Hey, I was thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking this is a deal breaker. I'm thinking, all right, this this is like this is it, cause you gotta wait for your food and shit. Like the line's so long, like that's special to me. Like the food is still hot, so <laughs> I'm thinking this is a, this is a deal breaker. Luckily, she was vibing with it. She was cool. So tell me why we popped to a restaurant and she has the audacity to cut her burger with a fork and knife, and then dip the burger in ketchup. Then's gonna get mad and walk over to the counter. Now behind the counter was Becky. Becky was a white girl. I'm not making this up. That was her real name, Becky. <laughs> she was on the counter. Bitch, where the fuck is the ketchup, bitch? Bitch, I ain't playing with you. Where the fuck is the ketchup, bitch? I'm like, yo, Keisha, for real? Why are you doing this to me? Like, this is my spot. This is my Saturday spot. You can't, you can't come up here and start whining like that. Like, they might ban me from here. You know, like this is my, this is my date night. You can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. So yeah, me and Keisha are not dating no more. Um, I broke up with her before I came here. <laughs> you never know when she's gonna do that. Um, now I love, uh, I love California. You know, you guys, everyone calls, talks all calm and chill and quiet. It's like everybody's high, honestly, I swear to God. Like, <laughs> like when I was sitting over there, I was thinking, man, peer pressure is, is real, because like, when she said everyone can smoke, <laughs> so he passed it on to him, he was like, oh, should I, should I, hit, should I hit this? Oh, sure, I'll hit it. He hits it, he had the same question, he was like, ah, oh, fuck it, it's Friday, I might as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> she hits it, it goes to her, she was like, Man, fuck them kids. Pass me the weed. But then these two, they were like, nah, nah, nah. We too old for this. We, this is this is back in the day, you know, we used to smoke, but not anymore. But if it was cocaine, <laughs> I might do a small sniff sniff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man. Um Did I talk about Keisha? Yeah. <laughs> 
Kisha, Kisha is wild. Um, now, recently I got the chance, though, to go to um, L.A. And uh, L.A. LA is pretty nice. L.A. is pretty cool. But one thing I don't like, though, everyone is walking around, like, in spandex and trainers. Like, they just got the gym. Bro, I just saw you come on in and out. I know you didn't go to the gym. <laughs> Relax. Like, <laughs> you don't have to do that. And in and out is trash, by the way. In and out is trash. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm going to go after the show if it's still open. But come on, like, y'all put too much sauce on that one. That's like, that's like when Keisha was tripping over the ketchup. Like, y'all put too much sauce on that one. <laughs> too much sauce. Where was I? Oh, yeah, no. Um, I love America. I've said that how many times, right? See, I'm trying to get a green card. That's why I keep saying I love America, just so in case... <laughs> In case the immigration is listening, you know what I mean? Because we're on the radio, so you know, I got to keep saying it. I love America. <laughs> I love America, but you guys complain too much. You guys complain all the time. You're always complaining. Every time you're on YouTube and you both for like two seconds, you're like, oh, this Wi-Fi is so slow. Oh, my God. You know how slow the Wi-Fi is in Gambia? The Wi-Fi is so slow, I have to plan my day just to masturbate. <laughs> I gotta load the video at 12 midnight because that's when it's the fastest. I gotta wait 24 hours, then start to masturbate. And it'll only be a two minute clip. Because if it's a 30 minute clip, it's not gonna work. Just forget about it. <laughs> and don't fuck around and the power goes up. Now, see if the power goes up now, now you're stuck naked with your dick in your hand and all dripping from your balls. And mosquitoes biting you on your ass because the power's off and the fan is not blowing up with the mosquitoes. So you're losing a lot of blood. <laughs> So next time you feel like the Wi-Fi is slow, just remember there's a kid in Africa masturbating in the dark, okay? All right, cool. That's my time. My name is Lulu. Uh, thank you. Lulu, everyone. Hooray! I have one very important question. Where is there a Chick-fil-A around here? Like. Is it the San Jose airport? I've never seen a Chick-fil-A. I've only heard about them. But bye, honey. Thanks for running the door. Jonathan is going to skate hockey. Bye, Jonathan. Yeah, you're like, what's skate hockey? Yeah, it's skateboard hockey. He's, he needs to start. I know. He plays hockey with a bunch of dudes on a tennis court, and they're all on skateboards with hockey sticks, and they have a, a Sapporo can, and it gets smaller and smaller as they keep whacking it around at each other. <laughs> he has, like, pads and stuff. He comes home every, every Friday. He comes home all broken, and he's like, in the next morning, he wakes up. He's like, oh, I'm bruised. And I say, no sympathy. You did this to yourself. You're 34 years old on a skateboard with 50-year-old men in sticks in a fucking... What do you think is going to happen? He's going to pop an ACL tomorrow. I mean, I'm just waiting for... Thank God he's got insurance now. Isn't it exciting? Yay, weed is the future. Yay! No, really, he got a job in legal marijuana, and now he, has benef he hasn't had benefits in 10 years. So anybody who has a problem with, like, whatever we did with the legalization, it's creating jobs, and it's actually not bad. But I will complain about that $60 eighth. May I remind you, those who weren't here at the beginning of the show, I came from Portland, where the weed is $52 an ounce. Ah! Ah! An ounce!
announced and I say announced yes yes and there's no sales tax there I, it's my second commercial for fucking Oregon because your next comedian hails from that beautiful town of Portland which is the most amazing place and I don't want to keep saying it because I don't want everyone to move up there before I move up there um, he's, he's wonderful I met him this last week when I was in the beautiful city of Portland put your hands together everybody for Eddie Sue you have your host. Hi, my name's Heidi. I'm. I like doing comedy because it very fulfill my dream of attention whore. Yes, I'm attention whore. That's why I moved all the way from Taiwan to San Francisco first, and I realized that too many Asian lives here. So I moved to Portland, the whitest city in America. <laughs> Yeah, let me tell you something about Portland. Portland is great, you know, like everybody there is very gentle. The people are gentle. The drivers are gentle. They drive like a jellyfish. They push and then stop for no reasons. And then push again and stop for no reasons. And the homeless are gentle too. They say, excuse me, do you have change? And I'll be like, no, I don't. They'll be like, it's okay, I take PayPal's. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I grew up in Taiwan, and then uh, we teach English there differently, you know, especially the pronunciation. Instead of saying Costco, we say Costco. Instead of saying YouTube, we say YouTube B. So it's very different. And then when I first moved to San Francisco five years ago, I went to banker in my car and told the banker that I would love to open a checking account. Oh, she was not happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I have another pronunciation problem that I cut out the last sound all the time, like the T or the K or the D. And um, it's my chronic problem, like you and your body fat. It's there, don't want to deal with it. So I know I need to get better if I want to do stand-up comedy better. I am fixing the problem by emphasizing all those last sounds. But now as a result, and I'm a cursing, it's just not as powerful as it used to be. You know, because I usually say, fuck. Now I say, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and shit. <laughs> Language is an interesting thing. I do speak Chinese Mandarin. It's my mother tongue. And we don't have the term horny. We say, I hunger for sex. Or I'm itching down there. <laughs> so I, when I first moved to San Francisco, I told my American friend that I'm itching down there. He was like, you need to see a doctor. <laughs> um, I'm happily partnered with my boyfriend for a year and a half now. Yeah, thank you. It's like a 10 years in hetero relationship. Gay couple move things really fast. Not like straight couple. You guys go to different bathroom to pee and fart in the same time. Gay couple go to the same bathroom to pee and fart in the same time. Next to each other, sneak peek his dick. And then PM found the same time so awkward, so next day you move you render you how moving with them. <laughs> Another thing I'm so jealous of straight couple is that girls get to fake it. 
if they want to go to sleep. <laughs> the stupid boyfriend doesn't know shit. How many nights I want to go to sleep? I bring the milk to the nightstand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the lucky guy. My boyfriend and I are together for a year and a half now. Um, we have so much in common. He's a Mexican and I'm Asian. We both have lot siblings because our family business needs our free child labor. <laughs> yeah. And um, he and I are all very good at money, which is a roundabout way to say that we are cheap. Yeah, we are so cheap. We are not interested in like a Sunday to gay couple brunch. We are interested in Sunday coupon snatch. That's right. <laughs> Um, you guys know the concept men should pay, right? Well, I'm very confused about that concept. Because in gay male relationship, who should pay? On the very first dinner date, we were in the dinner, and then when the bill came, we look at the check and look at each other, and neither of us want to pay. If I pay, do I get to be the top of the night? Yeah. <laughs> Right, <laughs> yeah. Um, we've been together for a long time, lucky guy. Um, before I met him, I used to fuck so much dudes. <laughs> so much dudes. Until I fucked this man, he's the chairman of San Francisco Republican Party. Yeah, that's a legit world of shame. Who knew that you can meet a Republican? on grinder say why button seeking for asian top when i see the profile i was like oh my god i don't have to pay dinner to be the top <laughs> hell yeah on the election day of 2016 my american friend crowned my shoulder and say you're not american you don't understand you know republican are screw over fuck over america I'm like, oh, well, if this can make you feel any better, I fuck one of them already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I find myself this day having new hobbits in Portland, you know, the whitest town in America, is that I go to Asian store over there, watching those white people get lost at the soy sauce section. <laughs> it's all the same. Speak of lost. Have you guys, do you guys have lost while multitasking? Well, I don't. The secret is you treat it like orgy. I'm just like, this and this and that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to a street club first time in my life in Portland. And it was very, very exciting. So I told my friend I want to see in the front row. And then Stacy, the stripper, came out. Look at me, like a big bad wolf, look at the little rat. And she was like, you look scared. And the next thing I knew, she put her leg in front of me like this. And she started talking all the way, you know, and keep talking and fuck my face. <laughs> and until my glasses fall off, <laughs> which I can see shit. And then my friend and I got off the street club. He is so excited. He's like, oh my god, you got your face fuck. What's her vagina look like? I was like, no, I don't know. My glass is off. <laughs> but it smells like a vanilla. <laughs> um, 
Amal, uh, what, 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 Let me tell you something about my mom. My mom is very sweet and nice person, but she also keeps things real. Last year, I went back to Taiwan in August, and then she told me, "What's wrong with you? Why are you so fat? Aren't you too fat to be an Asian?" I'm like, "Mom, I'm kind of skinny in America." <laughs> <laughs> Before I moved to America, my mom called me up front. She said, "Eddie, I have three rules for you before I move to America." I said,、like, "Okay." She said, "Don't do drugs. Always finish your food. There are kids dying in America, and never say no to alcohol." So I have been fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I've been following through. I don't do drugs except the herbal one because it tastes like a Chinese medicine. <laughs> And I always finish my food because kids can keep starving in America. And <laughs> I convinced my boyfriend now we are going to name our kids gin and tonic. <laughs> yes. Well,、um, that's my say. Thank you so much. My name is Eddie Sue. <laughs> From the promised land of Portland, yes, really is an amazing place up there. Yay! Yeah, we're, we've been all over the spectrum. We've had tall people. We've had. We're now we're gonna have a lady, a lady. Yeah, I'm excited. You do. You look. I, I'm loving your entire look today. You're reminding me of like. 1980s. You remember that? Remember, she's my cherry pie. I feel like you're the girl on the Camaro, right? Like you flip the hair around. I just, the, I was, I was just, I was birthed into misogyny. I just, I became a bro. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a bro. I'm like, yeah. Love those pants. Yeah.、Right? Ow. Put your hands together. She's very, very funny. Everybody, Regina Fletcher. <laughs> Um, thank you, Pam, for yet again complimenting my outfits on the radio. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I know some people are aware of this. I was all revved up for the actual theme of this comedy show: tall male comedians and short lady Regina.、Um, and and I just love these themes. I actually, I was actually kind of bummed out that I didn't make it to the "But you're so skinny." Eating disorder、um, comedy night. Yeah, I just didn't make the、uh, eating disorder skinny girl cut out. You know, you do one joke about finding universal love and acceptance while、uh, while you're on LSD. No one invites you on those eating disorder comedy nights anymore. Yeah, you don't you don't get any calls from like comedians with mental health. No, none of them. They are just done with you. So watch out. Watch what you reveal、um, on comedy. So yeah, I am honored. Am I the only female comedian tonight? Oh, I'm, we're, no, we don't need to do like a body part check. No, we're not. We don't need to like gender each other. But、um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I thought it was advertised as male comedians and, and a short lady.、Um, yeah, and I, I've actually had a very feminine life. Like I would say, stand-up comedy is the most masculine part of my life. I,、uh, I've had a very world's or maybe America's most feminized profession. No, not sex worker.、Uh, elementary school teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
That has been my profession for many years. And um, it, it has been a journey. I was a, t- a full-time teacher for many years, and then I took some time off to start a business, do comedy, stuff like that. And I have been back in the classroom, substitute teaching, uh, even in the same school where I used to. Oh, am I getting some love from this animal? This is great. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and... Um, so I've been substitute teaching, and I know that I'm crushing it because I've already been called a stilf. Yeah, yeah, people that know me know it. Uh, rhymes with MILF pertains to substitute teachers. That's right. I am crushing it with the K-12 audience. Yes. Gosh, being back in the classroom, it is like having a window into your soul. You get in front of a group of young people and try to mentor them and educate them, and they ask you these questions like, Miss Fletcher, you have acne. Did you know you can get proactive for that? (laughs) Miss Fletcher, why do you have a pimple? I'm like, I don't know why I have a pimple. If I knew why I had a pimple, I would get proactive and I would do something about it, but I don't. And so I still have a pimple in my 30s, well past 26, well past 26. Um, yeah, and, and so you can see I have gotten rather self-conscious about my appearance. Uh, you know, Pam's always complimenting my outfits on the radio. Uh, you know, children are like pointing out my facial flaws, like move over cosmetics industrial complex. We have the youth of Daly City giving me a full assessment of how many facial flaws I have. Thank you very much. Maybe she's born with it. Um, I don't know. Maybe she had like facial reconstruction surgery. I'm not sure. <laughs> The one person who saw the video I shared got that joke. Um, yeah, so so I'm getting self-conscious in the classroom, and I was teaching this class. It was going pretty well, all things considered. And um, I swear I hear this girl say, I can see your buns. I'm like, what? Oh, my gosh. I was not wearing these pants. I swear I was not wearing these pants. Um, but what she actually said was, nice messy bun. I'm like, oh. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and so it, w- it was a very rainy day. I had to walk the students out to the cafeteria. Um, so I put a raincoat on, put a scarf over my head, covered all of my buns, all three of them. And I'm walking through the rain uh, with my students, and this girl comes up to me so excitedly, and she goes, excuse me, are you Arabic? Okay, for our radio listeners and people that, um, I, I don't know, just don't have good like racial recognition cues, I'm, I am not Arabic. I'm not wearing a hijab. But uh, the context is that in this particular school district in Daly City, there are a lot of uh, Arabic-speaking immigrants who are Muslim. And there are only two women that wear the hijab in the entire district. And this is a really common situation in schools, that you have largely white teaching staff and a lot of students of color, and they don't see themselves represented uh, in the teaching staff. And so, more than anything, I want to make this girl's day. I want to just lie to her and be like, yes, I'm Arabic, but I know this is not, this is not a good idea. <laughs> Lying to children has a tendency to, I don't know, what do they say, spiral out of control? You know, first thing you know, you're telling your children that the dog's dirty paw prints on the white couch are from the Easter Bunny? Next thing you know, nobody is letting you eat a cookie for Teacher Appreciation Week because it's Ramadan. 
Um, oh my gosh, I told this joke recently, and Teacher Appreciation Week in Daily City was the same time as Ramadan. It was really exciting. Um, so a belated Eid Mubarak to uh, any Muslims who are here, and a, oh my gosh, you only have two more weeks. You can do this to any teachers in the audience. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, so, so Ramadan is always falling at a different time in our calendar because they have their own calendar system, which is, which is different from the Gregorian one, whereas Teacher Appreciation Week is happening when teachers are about to lose their minds at month eight, <laughs> like, you know, working this, like, very underpaid, like, 12-hour day kind of job. Um, so, yeah, substitute teaching, it, it has been a party. <laughs> when you're with Miss Fletcher, the stealth. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I, I am a, a teacher turned comedian, and um, I'd, I'd like to make some noise for our, um, yeah, our very like polite, curious heckler, Samantha. I brought her, and I, I actually had this at a show here where I, I do what I don't consider to be heckling. It's sort of enthusiastic participation um, <laughs> while someone else is performing to me, and and and. So, you know, often what I'm heckling, that was air quotes, was I'm, I'm heckling some like feedback I have, like a suggestion, you know, kind of an addition to, to what the person is saying. And so the other day, this guy was telling a story about, yeah, last week when I was on Craigslist Personals, I'm like, Craigslist Personals shut down due to the FOSTA SESTA laws. <laughs> And, and I didn't consider it to be like a malicious heckle. It was supposed to be an educational heckle. Kind of like um, ejaculating. I, I don't know, is that the right term? I, is this a good, I don't know, maybe I need to work on that term. I'll find like a different, a different thing to call this process. Than I so, so yes, I'm, I'm inviting the ejaculation or, um, or heckling, whatever. I, yeah, call and response is okay if that is feeling all right to you. Um, but yeah, all this substitute teaching, it's reminding me I'm getting a little bit, a little bit nostalgic from when I had my own classroom. And there was one year that I got to be a third grade science teacher by accident. So I, I took a job as a third grade teacher, and this is a Jewish private school. Um, you, you know it's private school because we're doing science in third grade, hello. Um, and so the beginning of the school year, uh, me and my co-teacher have to decide who's going to do science and who's going to do social studies. And I told her, no, you choose. I'll go with whatever. And she made her choice the way most women choose to not work in the adult film industry. She didn't want to touch gross things. And so I got a shipment of 20 barely alive, partially frozen crayfish shipped to my classroom to teach our unit on animal adaptations. So people don't know this, but a crayfish can actually live to more than a year old. A unit on crayfish lasts about six weeks. Uh, so come winter break, we got to do something about all these crayfish. Um, and it's been really interesting, you know, taking this job, reconnecting with my Jewish heritage. A lot of people don't know this about Jewish people. I had friends suggesting you should just have a crawdaddy cookout at the end of the semester. But we're a Jewish school, and part of Jewish kosher law is that you can't eat shellfish. Um, sometimes when I say that, I accidentally say selfish, but I mean, when people are paying 20 grand a year you, for their children's education, you'd better believe there's some selfish behavior, but no, no shellfish eating. Um, and so I launched a crayfish foster adoption program. 
Yeah, and um, yeah, like the like the migrant children in ICE, we had some casualties. And I, I don't say this lightly at all. Um, it is very clear in the Jewish faith that in such situations of oppression, you need to rise above your comfort zone and advocate on behalf of marginalized people. Less clear is whether or not you can dispose of a crayfish carcass in the kosher teacher lunchroom in the compost. Yeah, so um, I, I was definitely like all, like all the reformed Jewish teachers were like pointing fingers, like who's eating the crab Louie? And I'm just like, I'm vegetarian. Oh, I've been kosher for like 10 years. Um, yeah, so I, I don't work at that school anymore. This is true. <laughs> but I did get to teach another science unit. Oh my gosh, it was my favorite. Pam, maybe you can track down some of these children and they can help you with your science projects. I mean, they're pretty well off, so you might, you know, abducting them, you might be able to, like, you know, get some capital upon returning them. So, so anyway, um, it was time for the planet project, okay? And I didn't want to just do this regular old, like, oh, pick a planet and research it. Um, I wanted to do something cool, and so I had the children envision that we are in a world where we've used up most of Earth's resources, and we need to research a planet that is capable of human habitation. And I knew I was doing a good job of teaching the children about the preciousness of Earth's resources when one child came up to me and said, Miss Fletcher, I know what planet I want to do, but I don't remember what it's called or what galaxy it's in. <laughs> yes, this is the correct answer. None of the ones in our galaxy are going to work. Um, so his planet was Tau Ceti E. It's in the galaxy Andromeda. And it, it's just far enough away from the sun that it has the correct temperature for supporting life on Earth. And so, you know, in the end, we voted for, for which planet we're all going to move to. But third graders aren't very good at making this kind of high-stakes decision because third graders decide what planet we should move to the way Americans who don't know anything about hip-hop pick their favorite rappers. They just like ones that are hot and have a lot of rings. <laughs> all right, thank you. I'm Regina Fletcher. You can find me at Regina Monologues like Vagina Monologues. Regina Fletcher, everyone. And the answer is Gucci Mane. <laughs> also, you don't know any chefs? Like, 20 crawfish? Man, I would eat the fuck out of those. Like, come on now. Yeah, and that's why they taste better. Do you, like, they're crawfish. They're sea bugs. They're awesome. You know why? You know why the Jews don't eat the, the it makes sense, right? Because people used to dispose of dead people in water and, and shellfish eat dead people. That's why like the huge crabs in China with the huge claw that's like this big. Why is it so big? Because they live at the mouth of the Ganges River. And you know who puts their dead people in the water? Indians. So that's why the, Chi the Chinese are eating dead Indians. It's the big claw. They're beautiful. You guys look them up. They have like 40 pound claws because they eat dead people, which is why Jews don't eat shellfish, because they don't want to eat dead people. Just saying. Also, also, I don't think they were refrigeration back when the Bible was written, so that was a lot more difficult, too. <laughs> Once a crayfish is dead, they smell like that. Like, they smell like, like, just right away. It's like, what is dead? Oof. You're not, I have no transition for your next comedian. We have two comedians left. Yay, you guys are all hanging in there. You're a great audience. Wow! Your next comedian, you're going to love him. Put your hands together for Raul Sudhartsen. What's up, guys? 
When I get to the bottom, I'm going to the top of the slide. I'm just going to fucking get ready here. And I just finished finals, guys. Uh, it's great. I love it. Um, it's, I can finally stop uh, snorting Adderall to stay awake for studying. Now I can just start snorting Adderall for fun, like God intended. It's great. Um, but drugs and study, I mean, like, who would have thought we would have gotten to that? It's like having a hooker as a therapist. Like, it's not the original intention, but it sure does work better. Like, I mean, think about it. Who would I rather have, like, some therapist went to grad school and then, like, probably had to clean up her patient's shit or some in strong, independent woman who had to clean up her own shit after a three-day coke binge? Who do you think is going to understand why you can't call your mom anymore? <laughs> um... Uh, what else? Uh, give it up for Pam. She came from Oregon, Portland, or whatever she on her tour, and then simultaneously Oregon legalized abortion and or not legalized, made it free for everyone. Like, hey, maybe you could go to Alabama and they'll let women vote or something. That'll be great. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I don't know why in the thing they said uh, free abortions for illegal immigrants. Like that kind of made me skeptical. Like you're gonna take away their one into the country. Like I'm just skeptical because that was my parents a meth game plan you know just uh, their pregnancy test was written on an expired visa so <laughs> uh, um, anyway uh, drugs let's get back to drugs um, <laughs> I Hey, it's 2019. I'm kind of starting to hate the euphemisms for people offering you weed. Like, uh, one person told me, like, hey, you want to party in reference to his weed? And I was like, oh, well, I like to stick to the wall, and I don't really like to talk to people. It's not uh, really my kind of vibe. Like, I didn't realize he was referring to weed. Like, yeah, it's just like, if he had offered, I would have been like, well, do I have to hang out with you? Like, I don't know. Um... English is not my first language, guys, as you can tell, maybe. Um, uh, I wanted to express to my friend, uh, I enjoyed myself at your party, but what it came out was I pleasured myself at your party, which is frowned upon. <laughs> but like, words are weird. Like, it's completely cool and sexy to say, I love the taste of pussy, but not I uh, love the taste of human flesh. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Drugs, uh, it's all in the past, guys. Like, it's been a year since I've been in rehab. Um, like, I'm clean and serene and high. I'm also very high. Uh, but uh, rehab, uh, that was cool. You know, they have this thing called art therapy there. I don't know if you've heard of it, but like, uh, during art therapy, like, they could all tell I was a heroin addict because all my art was made of uh, tinfoil and uh, heroin. <laughs> like, um, after that, uh, we moved into a sober living house. Never did more drugs in my life. <laughs> if you're going to want to people stop doing drugs, like don't make their only roommates know how to get drugs. <laughs> but uh, eventually, someone got offended and said, hey, um, I lost my father to drugs. Well, then I replied, I lost my drugs to my father. <laughs> so who's really suffering there? <laughs> Um, but yeah, drugs are great. What else do we got here? I am so prepared for right now. Fuck. Um, I go to, I went to a bar once. I'm single. Uh, my one person, uh, my friend, I was there with a friend. He said, well, this girl's checking you out over there. You should talk to her. So I said, sure. And I was like, hey, I noticed you're checking me out. And then she replied, well, I was checking you out and I decided that you were unattractive. So there's a caveat to that. I, I don't know. Uh, like, I guess it's because I, 
uh, dress like uh, if Kmart became a person. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like, like my shoes. They call them the Sex Defender 7s, you know? <laughs> uh, what else do I have? Did I do the... Okay. I was born um, and raised vegetarian, which means I'm not anymore. Um, I... I am Indian, so I'm going to exploit that for this joke. Um, like, uh, I asked my dad, hey, why can't I have beef? And he was like, uh, well, in our culture, cows are basically God, and we treat them as such. And uh, I told him, well, why is God so delicious? <laughs> You've heard of, uh, like, God, the song, God is a Woman. Well, in our culture, God is an entree meal. <laughs> uh... I think that, um, oh, I'm going to end on this. Uh, let's talk about the last time I did acid, guys, right? Uh, <laughs> how long's an acid trip? Eight hours. Yeah. And, um, well, and during that time, normally you have to pee during that time, you know? And peeing on acid is like uh, normal. You just go sit in front of the toilet and pull out your dick and, uh, you know, contemplate the purpose of urination for 30 minutes and finally release. Uh, and, um, well, it was um, the worst time to realize that your body is made 70% out of water. So I thought, like, I'm going to be here forever. I just got to get this all out of me. All right, thank you. I'm Rahul. <laughs> Rahul Sinardson, yes! The three rules on acid are... Uh, no phones. You can't even see. You're like, how does it, what is the concept of it? What does it do? I don't even. And then your mom calls always. It's like, and you're like, I can't desperately say this. What are words? Okay, so no phones, no cars. Don't drive cars. Like, what's, I mean, wow. I don't know. It's like, look at all the lines. There's lines or lines. The lines are made of lines. Ah, which lines do you have to go between? Ah. Uh, and the other rule is no mirrors. Oh my God! You want to? You need to waste eight hours on acid. Just stand in front of a mirror. Oh, I am God. You are God. We're all God. <laughs> Jesus is mushrooms. Don't do acid. No, no. I don't do acid anymore actually because my third eye has been opened. I've walked through the doors of perception. There's nowhere for me to go. <laughs> it's like, well, it's, it's all about the silence again. Got that one. Thanks. Okay. To learn so much the 478th time. It's like, I'm fucking done. Your next comedian. I am, I am, we're not done. We got one comedian left. And he's hilarious. And uh, I had him last month at Rotator Tap Room, which sadly is now defunct. They lost their sound system. But we get him here all the way from the other side of the bay. Put your hands together for Nick Crowley. <laughs> You got it? Yeah, so. <laughs> All right, take, take good care of it. 
I'll be back in nine minutes. <laughs> I, uh, I bought some Girl Scout cookies recently. Um, noticed that they changed the name of Samoas to Caramel Delights. What? Yeah, very, uh, very controversial subject. They changed the name of Samoas to Caramel Delights, I guess, in an effort to be more progressive. And I do agree that Caramel Delights is a much more progressive and also sexy name for a Polynesian. <laughs> Caramel Delights was actually my aunt's nickname for The Rock, so <laughs> she was considered well ahead of her time. You don't have to stroke it, but you have to hold it. Um, I have a pretty bad memory. Not what you guys are thinking. It's because I did a lot of drugs in my past life. And uh, sometimes I have trouble remembering my jokes. So I wrote them all down here. And I just need some help with somebody. If somebody could help me um, just keep on track here. Sir, what's your name? JJ. JJ. Do you mind if I call you Timothy? <laughs> OK. Uh, um, so I'm going to give you this just to help keep me on track because uh, I had a rough childhood. Um, that's my set list. So uh, what's, uh, what do we have for number one? Can you read? Yeah, here, here. I picked a blind guy to read my set list to me. What's number one? Okay. Uh, I think we did that one. What's uh, number two? Wait for applause if you can wait that one. All right, we'll skip that one. Uh, <laughs> what's number? What's number three? Old school dad. Oh, I remember this one. Uh, yeah, I got I got an old school dad. You know, like not one of these new age progressive dads that you can like talk to and stuff. Um, my dad uses military time. Imagine getting a text, meet me at the car at 0800 hours. Like, we going to grandma's house, we're going to go kill Bin Laden. Remind me which mission this is. Plus, my dad was never in the military. It's just like a big fan, I guess. We're part Italian, so every year around Columbus Day, my dad goes on this big rant about how Columbus wasn't Spanish, he was really Italian. He's like, don't believe what you read growing up. Columbus wasn't Spanish. He was really Italian. That's how behind the times my dad is. He thinks people are trying to take credit for the shit that Columbus did when he got here. I just hit him down like, dad, that might have been a point of pride when you were growing up. Now he's kind of considered a genocidal maniac. So maybe let the Spanish take credit. You want to do something for the Italians? Start a rumor that Joe Paterno is Puerto Rican. There's more that you could be doing. If you don't laugh at that, you love Joe Paterno and all that he stands for. That's all I can say. Uh, I moved out of my parents' house like eight years ago, and my dad will still text me pictures of stuff from my old room, asking me if I want to keep it or if he can throw it out. You know, old jackets, hockey sticks, homemade pocket pussies, whatever's... <laughs> Whatever's lying around. And recently he texted me a picture of a pretty big bag of weed. 
He was like, do you know who this belongs to? It's like, Dad, I'm 30 years old now. I live on my own. And frankly, I'm a little bit offended that you think that I would just forget about a bag of weed that size. Straight negligence. Uh, what's next, Timothy? Afraid of sharks. Okay. Oh, oh, that's ringing a bell now. Um, yeah, I'm afraid of sharks, as Timothy said earlier. Um, I was talking to my friend. And I was telling him that I was afraid to go in the ocean. I was afraid of being eaten by a shark, and he was like, "You're crazy. You're more likely to be killed by a refrigerator than a shark." That did not help at all. <laughs> I'm still afraid of sharks. I'm much more vigilant around refrigerators, but I'm still very afraid of sharks. Also, if I tell you about one of my deepest, darkest anxieties, don't be like, hey, also, your kitchen appliances are after you, okay? And I'm the crazy one. He's like, watch out for your microwave. But I saw a story on the news recently. The surfer got his arm uh, bitten off by a shark while he was surfing. And he was like, nothing can stop me from surfing. And everyone was like, oh my God, he's so brave. And I was like, listen, if you get your arm bitten off by a shark while you're surfing, maybe the universe is trying to tell you something. <laughs> but definitely a shark is trying to tell you something. <laughs> Everyone was like, this guy is so brave. I was like, is he? He was like, nothing can stop me from surfing. I was like, well, something certainly tried. <laughs> and um, in fact, I would deduce that Probably two sharks could stop you from surfing. I think that's all it would take. Uh, my mom visited recently. She wanted to go in a hot air balloon in Napa. She was like, you want to go with me? I was like, absolutely not. What, are you afraid? I was like, yeah, I'm afraid. She was like, you're crazy. You're afraid to go in a hot air balloon? I was like, yeah, that's not crazy. You know what's crazy to me? This conversation. Hey, did you hear how Nick died? No, what happened? Craziest thing. He was 10,000 feet in the air in a wicker basket. Nobody could have seen it coming. Who was in charge? A mime? They're usually so responsible. All right, I'll throw that hot air balloon bit out. That's fine. <laughs> Timothy, what's next? Yeah, skip hot air balloon. We already did that. Jesus Christ, get on track. Oh boy, that's a heavy one. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna, we're gonna go to that, Timothy. Don't get all clingy, but we're gonna go to that. But what's uh, going on with this? This is the first show I've ever done that there was a dog in the front row. Is this a service animal, ma'am? Yeah. Okay, aren't they all? Do you have a gluten allergy and that dog somehow uh, repels gluten? What's going on here? No. What's his or her name? Nemo. Nemo? Oh. Oh. Nemo, talk again. Nemo, do you mind if I call you Timothy? <laughs> what kind of dog is this? Uh, Chihuahua mix. Oh, really? Yeah, 29% Chihuahua. Chihuahua mixed with what, gerbil or guinea pig or? <laughs> Nine breeds? Oh, I like Nemo. I mean, 
every once in a while I'll do a show and uh, midway someone will go out and take a dump right in front of uh, the venue. So this is not the first time. It's not the first time. <laughs> uh, I, I forgot what we were talking about. What where, where, where were we at? No, no, I don't want to skip any, but if you do, if you think I need to. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm in, uh, I'm in an interracial relationship. Uh, does it say pause for applause break on there? All right. I guess not. Um, uh, yeah, you can feel free. Yeah. In Boston, that gets an applause, but I guess not, not here, I guess. Yeah, I'm in an interracial relationship. I'm a, I'm a hero. And uh, my, uh, my fiance is Asian. Gotcha, motherfuckers. <laughs> People are like, I guess that counts. I don't know. What are the rules anymore? Definitely not in San Francisco. You know, nobody's like, oh, my God, so brave. They look at me. They look at her. They're like, yeah, they'll probably do fine. <laughs> right. Got a pretty good combined credit score. Uh, my fiance is, uh, is Laotian. And uh, she's afraid to take one of those Ancestry.com DNA tests because she doesn't want to find out that there's other Asian blood in her lineage that she wouldn't like. You know, she doesn't want to find out that she's part Hmong or something. That would be a disaster. You know, what I'm Pam knows what I'm talking about. But I told her, listen, no matter what happens, whatever happens with the DNA results, don't worry about it. White people will treat you exactly the same. And by that, I mean continue to assume that you are Chinese. <laughs> some people get uh, offended by some of the Asian jokes that I tell. And to them, I say, have you ever been at a family party fumbling around with chopsticks while 30 Asian people laugh in your face? Because I have, OK? I put the work in. I at a family party with my girlfriend recently. Someone was like, hey, Nick, sorry if you don't like any of the food. We could get something that you would like. We could order a pizza, or I think I have a potato. We could roll in some dirt. I don't know. What type <laughs> of food do you like? But yeah, it's like uh, I've always been waiting for that moment to come to the defense of our relationship, but we've always lived in such, <laughs> we've always been in such great cities that everyone's been, uh, everyone's been great to us. The best thing that I've had, the closest thing I've had to defending our relationship is being like, it's not faux, it's pho. God damn it. To white people. Yeah, well, whatever. We'll, f we'll toss that one out too. Um, I am a hero though. Uh, what else is on there, Timothy? Anything else? Baby boomers. Oh, baby boomers. Oh, this was a, this is a tough one for you. Um, I read a statistic recently that said that uh, in the next eight years, millennials will overtake baby boomers in terms of political power in the next eight years, or sooner if we simply stop teaching them how to use the internet. <laughs> Sound booth guy. Uh, I'm trying to think if I, have any, if I have anything else I want to do. How much time do I have left? Oh, if I've done 12. Okay, I'm going to end on uh, offending baby boomers. They ruined the economy. Thank you. Have a good night.
Nick Crowley, he's a hero, yay! This was a lot of fun. This was a great show, this was a lot of fun. I feel like I should, I feel so close to you all now, like we all like, we all learned about Samantha. <laughs> we learned, we learned that your day, I remember it now, every time he said it, I'm like, it's JJ. <laughs> now I know who you are. I also learned that once you turn 44, you need glasses, like I'm just guessing now. Like the internet is so funny. I, I'm like just guessing with letters, I'm like, ah, that text looks sorta right, like I can't see. <laughs> anything I've like been beer goggling myself I feel like I'm like I look great and then like my boyfriend comes up and he's like you have like huge hairs coming out of your face are you aware of those and he's like oh god he's like a general in the army against my facial hair I can't see it I'm like can't see it doesn't exist <laughs> good life is good all right let's thank and clap for everybody you saw tonight uh Lulu Eddie Sue Valeska Nikos, Kelly Evans, Raul Sudharsan, and Regina Fletcher. Yeah. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. Uh, hey, you guys are welcome to stick around. We can smoke more pot. There's also, um, up at Bender's tonight, they have karaoke. I don't know if people like karaoke, but last Friday of the month. Oh, no, no, no. Next Friday is the 30th. This isn't the last Friday, is it? This is the, 20, this is the 24th. There isn't karaoke. <laughs> I'm so glad though that I figured that out because otherwise I would have gone there like super excited for it and been like, you know, not. And then, oh, now you have to sing on the bus like all the other crazy people. <laughs> Meow. Okay. Uh, thank you guys so much. This has been a wonderful show. Have a great night. Yay.
without the passport. We'll gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off, for <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Listening to one radio station. You need radio you're station? You're fearing all, all the others. They are, they are tweeting in on all frequencies and you keep them. So just listen to, to one specific six. Saturday, Saturday into two? And you leave the sound quality, quality good and you understand something that's plain. plain. However, however, if your radio is not fine too, too, you might need two or two or three or more stage stations at the same time. time.
Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up a excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody subliminal sf visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over san francisco and the bay area Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com and experience Subliminal SF. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. This is 
This is Tuchel Matters with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! And welcoming open mic, where comedians can get substantial mic time for the mere price of a spot of tea and crumpets. Comedians who remain after their initial sets are invited to perform feats of improvisation and ingenuity in the famous lightning round games, which are guaranteed to delight and entertain. Ah, thinking of these bright young comedians with so much potential and so many drug problems makes me as giddy as a schoolgirl. I haven't had so much fun and giggles since my non-trinary youth at Bumble's Warding School in East Brackenshire, where I danced with Hugh Grant, helped Jason Statham steal an antique shotgun and took nude photos of Prince Harry, who I must mention was not named appropriately. Sign up in person for your own comedic adventures at 7.30pm or pre-sign with the host by sending a direct message via social media. If you can't make it out to that den of iniquity known as mutinyradio.fm, listen in live from home or download the podcast on Apple iTunes under Friends of Mutiny. A smashing time will be had by all. Until next Saturday night at 8pm, cheerio darlings. What's this day, girl? Uh, today is January January five fifth two thousand nineteen. This is episode one thirty five uh, of Let's Watch a Full Life Movie on YouTube. L W A F L O Y T. Excuse me, as we're known uh, in the iTunes and RSS feed. Carl, what's the movie? Today we are watching another National Lampoon movie. National Lampoon's Golf Punk. Golf Punk, starring Tom Arnold. And it seems when you search on YouTube, you only find one channel. Not the best uh, quality. All right, let's do it. We'll do it in a second. What will we watch with who? What are we going to do? This is quite a I'm Mike's friend on YouTube. I wrote this song. Ahoy, 
teammates. Are you tired <laughs> of rattling up? We usually play that theme song at the end, and then our station break plays. This is Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We are streaming live uh, January 5th, 2019, episode 135. We're watching National Lampoon's Golf Punks, another movie with the National Lampoon's logo on it. That's the only reason why we're watching it. That's right. If we watched a bunch of them, we go to our website, Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com, and uh, it's tagged National Lampoon. You can see it on the left column, all the movies we've done from these guys. And, of course, they're unrelated to each other. And, uh, right. Carl, what is the movie we're watching today? This is Golf Punks, G-O-L-F Punks, 1998. Uh, and if you search on YouTube, which you should be doing right now, it only comes up one channel that's worth anything. Which channel? What channel? And that is FWP Film Network. FWP Film Network published National Lampoon's Golf Punks onto YouTube. Oh, I typed in go- golf punks. Hang on a sec. <laughs> They're all Polish. They do that polka music. Right. That was very punk rock of me, misspelling punk. Okay, I see it. Okay. So, once again, it's it's our only choice. FWP Film Network. All right. Well, as you can hear, I hit the movie and it starts. So we have the Countdown King in the studio who will count it down for the uh, the time. We want you to go to this uh, YouTube clip. And we want you to hit pause immediately, set to zero, zero, zero. And when Mr. Paul Brumbaugh does the countdown, you hit it when he says so. <laughs> All right. Hey, Carl. Here. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Ready Just another go? day in the hood. Here we go, folks. You know the drill. Get your finger over that little triangle. And in three... Two, one, go. And he walks out of the studio. <laughs> He's gone. We're done. Bye, Obligation man. complete. <laughs> hey, hey, I just know that's how it goes, folks. <laughs> that's all, folks. It's, it's a business. This is a show fun. Show business. All right, so it's we are... No business. There's no show. Yeah, there's no show. That's the whole joke. We do an hour long. We talk over. We talk over an entire movie. That's a show. That's yeah, right. Yeah. You ever see Mystery Science Theater 3000? Yeah, it's nothing like that. Nothing like oh. that. They pick a classic bad movie, or they uh, yeah. they, they write jokes. They, uh, they rehearse. It, yeah. Puppets, they do puppets. puppets. There's no puppets on this show. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit of a puppet. <laughs> sure, are we all? <laughs> a little bit? Well, yeah, sure. Jill Mazursky is the writer and directed by yeah. F. Harvey Frost. We're done with the credits and here we are. There's Slob Tom Arnold slobbing it up couch potato style like a sure, like a and 90 slacker. Uh-oh. Oh, no. So that means he's yelling at the TV. Come yeah. on, perfect bet. No! Uh, by the way, that bean dip that he's eating was in the movie yeah. National Lampoon's Bean Dip. It what? Starring Bean Dip from National <laughs> oh. Lampoon's Golf Fugs. With a, oh, roast beef cameoed in that because it was... Yeah, right. It was oh, Roast yeah. Beef was in there from National Lampoon's ro- Roast Beef. <laughs> so it's rare they're related. Now, you see he's dipping into the dog food. Right. It's not Dean Bit. Dean Bit. We don't get the payoff. He doesn't eat it. No, that's such right. a waste. You eat it, and then you arch your... Uh, sh- are, are the archetypes in this movie? Because uh, yeah. he's got to be like Bluto 
and then you got to have like the teen sex well, comedy gang. No, uh, 